Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this new episode of the Partida Partida Podcast where we talk a lady. It's been a week since we recorded the last podcast and Aliti has gone on to beat Valdely 3-0 for the first time in quite a while, scoring three goals in the first half and then go on to put on a very good first half display against the rivals Real Madrid but couldn't hold on. And joining me to talk all on that is Kelvin. Kelvin, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Well, I'm still recovering from the debut if it's so, but I've been better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so Kelv, as you all know, he was Kelv was on the last episode and we previewed everything and to be honest, he got quite a lot spot on and well I was on the losing end of so many things on my position. So Kelv, um last week uh, Brighton played against Leicester and Mitoma scored a wonderful goal and mm-hmm. it seems like ev- everything is going on well and then all of a sudden I think yesterday just have in news at as now interested in Casaido and it's like he wants to go and top all out of nowhere it's like wow we have this good ride and then it becomes bumpy because at first it was so sad and then well Ferguson covered that and we had to go now it's Casaido and speaking from someone who has who supports a club who has lost so many key players over the years it's kind of understandable so Kelf how do you think that kind of affects Brighton? Um of course, it's going to have a, <clears throat> an effect also for the fact that we've got a cup game ourselves um, tomorrow against Liverpool. So, But um, 
just very briefly, because we're going to speak more about Atleti, um, our owners are fan, and as always, unless we get the money we want for the player, the player will not leave. It's as simple as that. That's fantastic, because if you guys keep on like bowing down to the top teams in the Premier League, and then you kind of see many players seeing Brighton as a kind of Dunmore, not in a bad way, but as a stepping stone club, which isn't the best. So, hopefully... No, but it's... Yes, go on. I get, I get your point about the stepping stone, but it's also it's, it's part of the plan. We want to attract top young players, and if you and if and if we were a club like other clubs have done and stood in their way, we wouldn't be getting players like Moises because they just wouldn't come here. So it's part of it, and we've never bowed down to any of them. Um, the way Tony Bloom operates is for a player, for a club that wants one of our players. It's just this is the price. You either pay it or you go and look for other players. It's just that. We've done so well that when we say that, the clubs that have wanted our players have gone, yeah, we'll pay it, particularly last summer for, for Marco Correa, who I'm sure you, you guys will, will know him from um, from La Liga, from Eibar and from um, Getafe and when he was a youngster at, at Barcelona. So we don't bow down. I know on the outside we appear to do that because an offer comes in, we accept. It's not the case. We go to these clubs and say, or when they start to show interest, we go, no, this is the offer. This is what you have to pay us. This is the structure. You either give us the money we want or you can you can either wait six more months and negotiate again or the door's over there and you never come back asking for a Brighton player. And even for Graham Potter, um, we've, we, we received the club, we, we received, sorry, a world record fee for a manager of £20 million, pounds, about €22 million. Euros. Well, that then, that note, that's very good and hopefully... That doesn't do a lot of damage to Brighton season because Caicedo and McAllister are kind of very important in the service plan playing as a pivot and aiding yeah. progression. So back to our lady and well, starting with the Valladolid game, I think Cholo kind of shocked so many people. He went for a 4-3-3 and very offensive team, a team that liked to attack. And I was quite impressed because some of the tactics in the game were just amazing. You kind of see him giving freedom not just to Griezmann, but Lima as well, Korea. So it was quite amazing seeing that. And for the first time in a while, I think many Athletic fans were like, wow, we could just watch a game and relax, no roller coaster of emotions. And that was fantastic. And to be honest, it's been a while. And I think most Athletic fans agree that that was good for their health. So, Kelv, what do you think made Cholo make this change? Or what are some of the things he changed that kind of boost up the team's morale and performance? In terms of um, why Cholo did what he did, I I don't know. Um, maybe pressure from above, from 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 the board about this is what you have to do if you want to keep your job. Um, maybe he's tried everything else in in his mind. Maybe right, I've done this, I've done that. It hasn't really worked. So because of course four three three and it's a system I've rarely, if ever, maybe seen him use. Um, I've seen him. We've seen him play like four four two, three at the back, four four one one. But it was, it was interesting when I saw the lineup, and um, I was thinking, you know, if it is a four four two, who's going to play where? And then suddenly, after about thirty seconds, I realised with the positions on the pitch, this is four three three. But I think it suits it suits your players. I thought Koke was very good in that kind of um, in the in the pivot position on on his own. I think it suited him. As you mentioned, Lamar was good. Llorente, I thought, was excellent. It's a shame he came off injured. 
But that, that's his best position. And I think he's one of your best players, so you need to get the best out of him. Griezmann had the freedom to go wherever he wanted and you have to give Griezmann that freedom because he's just unbelievable at the moment. I thought Correa was good. Molina was good pushing on from, from right back. And as I mentioned last week, as a team, you guys play better when Morata plays because he gives you that aerial presence, that focal point. He's always making runs. I know he had a chance. I think he was offside, but that's where the first goal comes from. It goes into Griezmann. He flicks it. Morata runs in behind. Um, I think it's Al Yamik dives in. Morata knocks it past him and just and puts it into the back of the net. So very, very good performance. The best I've seen Atleti play probably since the second half in the Champions League last year against Man City at the, at the Metropolitano. So very good performance. And um, I'm sure you're all asking yourselves, why haven't we seen that often enough? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, that's the question I think all Aleti fans have because, to be honest, the post-World Cup form has been really good and that's quite that's kind of shocked a lot of us. And like you said, it's really amazing because you are like, this is what we have been crying for for a while now. And to be honest, I think Cholo at the moment, he has realized that this is a team who is made to, for attacking more mm-hmm. and maybe defending less, giving the profiles that are in the squad. And I think... He is doing that and he is reaping the benefits because putting on that display against Valladolid and then going to the Benabao and dominating Real Madrid for 60 minutes is not easy. So hopefully he continues in this aspect. So talking about the debut, it was quite interesting because Aleti had, in my opinion, the best first half of the season. That against Valladolid was up there, but this was really good because we were playing against Real Madrid mm-hmm. away from home. In their stadium and we had just about 600 fans cheering us up and it was like everything going against you and then you have the team solid defensively Vinicius quiet for 60 minutes and nothing seems to be going for them and you have a little recovering the ball after attacking in Real Madrid's half activating the right hand side which is the major source of of Aleti goals and I have some stats to really shock you because the post World Cup have seen Aleti for the top five league. Aleti have the second most shot on target, and it's just United with 35 who have played two games more that are in first position. And for big chances created, they are in third, just behind City and Newcastle. And they in the Europe top five league, they have the fourth most XG generated. So this shows you the progress Cholo has been talking about. And I think maybe watching Argentina in the World Cup, kind of how they played and 
alternating between attack and defense and their system favoring the attacking players i think maybe that may have influenced him because some of the tactics Aliti employed especially like his Valladolid, was similar to that of argentina so mm-hmm. the debut was nice and Atletico are out basically our season is over that hurts but the performances are great do you think these performances will continue because i was afraid with lorente out due to injury things may change a bit but after this i sent you a dm and you were like yeah he will continue and then because like i said about the freedom we are seeing the attacking players rotating moving freely in attack which is something we have not seen for quite a while so do you think he will maintain this team and these performances uh, well i hope so um as you said you guys played uh, from what i've seen of course i, I couldn't uh, see the the game when it was happening because it's not on TV where I am in in the UK. But um, yeah, I mean it was positive, as you said. You guys kind of dominated for an hour. Um, interesting to actually ask you about the change he made for Morata for Witzel because that seemed to have an effect on on the game. But I certainly hope so. As you said, he, he's probably watched Argentina and other teams at the World Cup who found a bit more of a balance and maybe he's taken um, something from that. I I generally believe that he's been told by people, whether that's bored or whether that's just even friends of him, his or whatever, to say, like, you've got to start doing this more. You've got to start attacking, being proactive, pressing higher, and also keep keeping the ball, keeping the ball when you've got it. And, you know, if you if you go to Madrid and if you go to Madrid and play as you did for an hour, then you can do it against most teams in the world. Anywhere. Uh, and I believe that because that's the quality you guys have. I know Llorente was a, a big loss and DePaul came into midfield, but that's the quality you have. And and if you keep doing it, doing it and doing it, the players will become more used to it. Oppositions will then have to find a different way of beating Atleti. It's not a case of saying that the opposition can feel that they can dominate you because Atleti will will start dominating more opponents. So it it will give more headaches to the opponents and the rivals that you play. And if you and then that should then mean that I know you said about the stats about chance creation and I think you said second most shots on target. And but if you keep attacking and keep creating with the attacking players you had with when, when Memphis is up to speed and comes into it as well you're definitely going to score more goals yeah that's true because at the moment we are kind of I think facing what you Brighton face when you had Potter where you guys were underperforming and because we have for the big chances we have created we have converted just 43 but for, sorry we have 43 in terms of converting them and then you have you are not that effective in front of goal Converted just 32% of the big chances we have created, and then we are 16 in goal scored despite being at the top of creating things. So, like you said, doing it over and over, and hopefully we will get used to. And talking about like the tactics we have seen in the, the last two games, it's quite interesting because, like you said, a little pressing higher and higher, trying to dominate the opposition by recovering the ball. I think that's something we have we saw in the backs debut with Real Sociedad, which has become their then their, their norm for them, where when they attack, you have in case of ball loss, you have them sw- swamping like bees around you to win back the ball. And it's kind of interesting because Alexis attack are mostly focused on the right, where you have Korea, Lorente, and you have maybe Lema or Christmas roaming around to go there. So that's quite interesting because when Alexis attack, you have um, Renewdo who kind of provides support in midfield with Koke. And I think 
is employing certain tactics like the German, I think the rest defense, which is a term which originated from the German and the rest, to kind of let's we want to keep on attacking. Even if we score one, we want to keep on attacking. And that's quite fantastic. And without the ball, I think the way they defend is kind of interesting because it's the last time I saw a laser attack with um, defend with such fluidity and rotation is in the title winning season, where you have the four three three changing into the four five one and later on becoming the five four one depending on or even six depending on the boss and that's kind of interesting i think even when you watch the games i think from the players expression you kind of see they enjoy what they are doing and that's really 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 a boost for cholo because this team is more vertical it's more attacking and gradually he is finding the balance and then the issue now comes with what he said after the game because out of nowhere, without even someone asking, you have him talking about his future and that the fact that he is going to live one day kind of bring that fear. And then you are like, you are onto something new, but why is he living? A lot of questions around that. And if I'm to draw to conclusion, I think mine is going towards the fact that, to be honest, Aleti have a good squad, but I think the board doesn't back him up quite well. Because, for example, you have you have just brought in Memphis Depay, and then the club is struggling in the defensive position because. You have the injuries from Savish and Jimenez every season, and then you are expecting maybe we bring in a center back, and then the next player the club is leaving with is Kanye. So it kind of brings the question how are things done around Aleti? Because this is so sketchy, and I, for one, wish we were run like you guys, but that's not the case. And it's quite, quite painful because I think if when Cholo will leave, that's when most of these questions we have how are things being done are going to come out. Because before the game, I was watching the Benitez press conference, I'm sorry, an interview, and he was talking about the fact that when he was at Liverpool, you had what the new owners came and promised him, but it did not arrive. He went to Newcastle, he went down with them, brought them back up, Mike Ashley promised him, and then he did not fulfill all those things. I think when he's going to leave, you are going to see a lot of that coming out because to be honest, some of the transfer transfers have been really shady because you have Alexis selling a world-class, a world-class player and then bringing in not even somebody who is top-class. So, well, hopefully, and the funniest thing is not even a process. Hopefully, things change for the better. So, talking about the derby, before the derby, there was an incident which Alitis friend group, popular known as Fenty, did, which was not quite correct because I, for one, as a black, is kind of painful seeing a person of color being racially abused. I, even if it's because of rivalry, that's not accepted. And rivalry, um, sorry, racism has no place in football. And I would love to see. La Liga do something similar to what is being done, maybe in the Premier League, a, in Premier League, a campaign to fight against racism. I think Alex Fitzpatrick of the Segunda podcast, he talked about the, the fact that La Liga, even though it is something that is the Spanish culture, but food, this, like the Federation, the Football Federation has to take initiative and like start the campaign because football is the most popular sport in Spain. And imagine if they are promoting if they are saying no to racism, that kind of takes a step further to changing things. Hopefully, we see that because we all know the popular things. Aleti will come and remove a statement criticizing the group. You have La Liga is going to go remove a statement. And in the end, it just is a repeated circle. Nothing being done. And the funny thing is we have a lot of players in La Liga and things like that may drive away players from coming to the league because this is a league we all love and we like to see many more players coming here. And imagine a 16-year-old who is just born to the scenes and he's been with the move to Spain. He is still very young. He is a kid. And imagine him thinking about maybe the racially abuse and the rest and that kind of drives him away. 
So, Kelly, uh, moving on, we talk. Uh, we have to talk about the refereeing because in the like you said, you didn't watch, but the refereeing wasn't consistent, and you have Gil Marine putting out a statement talking about the fact that the Real Madrid kind of had an influence, but not he didn't say like directly, but given the fact that Real Madrid has a lot of connections, and then you have a refuse refereeing that stadium, we kind of puts pressure on some of the decision making he makes because. He could have given a second look to Sebelos and that could have been it. So the refereeing in Spain is quite quite bad, Gelf. And it seems nothing is changing. I know it's the Federation which is in charge of that. What do you think needs to change? Or is it the same in other places like the Premier League and maybe in the Bundesliga and the rest? Well, I can't speak about uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Bundesliga, Serie A, because I don't watch enough of their games. So it'd be unfair for me. I, I can speak about the the Premier League because I watch I watch Brighton most weeks, and um, for me the refereeing is just as bad in England, if not worse, than it is in Spain. That's just my personal um, opinion. Um, I think um, that there's lots of debates in Spain and about refereeing, and um, I actually think after the World Cup, my personal opinion is there has been improvement. I think the games are flowing more. There's less stoppages. Um, there's been yes, less yellow cards. Just to give a quick example, Mateo Lajos refereed, who's kind of the guy that gives out yellow cards for fun. He refereed Rayo Vallecano against Real Sociedad and didn't book a player. So, <laughs> which um, I had to double check that after the game, even though I was watching it. I was like, hang on, he's not booked anymore. I couldn't believe it. So, I've, I do generally believe that the Federation... <laughs> want to make improvements. I know in last summer they got a new head of the referees. I don't I can't remember his name, but when you've got referees and it's like with anything that have done what they've done for so long and you're trying to change the culture, that can't happen overnight. It it can't yeah, because they've been used to doing things in a certain way. They've not been criticized that much, but now because the Premier League is getting better and we want to see and people want to see games flow even though in the Premier League, just to quickly touch on them, I actually see proper fouls now not being given because the referees want the games to flow. So there needs to be a balance. You can't go the way the Premier League's directly going because we're going to have players with broken legs soon if they don't, in my opinion, if things don't change over here. So for me, it's about finding that, that, that balance between having the game thrown, but when fouls are happening, getting the cards out when needed. Yes, there's been far too many... Before the World Cup in Spain, it was getting out of hand. I generally believe improvements are being made slowly. Going back to the Real Madrid game, as I said, I did not see the game, so I can't speak specifically about um, what you mentioned about whether Ceballos deserved to be um, sent off. Um, but Real Madrid-Barcelona, they always have an influence in certain ways on referees because a referee will know if, if, I, make, if I give a decision wrong to Barca or Real, there's more, there's more made about it in the, in the media than it is for any of the other clubs. And it's exactly the same in England, by the way. Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, whatever. It's exactly the same. Exactly the same. I have it most weeks as a, as a Brighton fan. Um, we, we've had two, I mean, you can see them on YouTube. We've had two of the most clearest penalties not given to us this season um, that you'll ever see. So... So, yeah, I mean, as you said, the Federation need to make changes, not just on the, not just on referees, but on many other things as well, as you touched on the Vinnie Junior point. Um, changes have to be made and hopefully they will be. 
all we can do is wait and wait and wait and see. But but I generally believe that um, that the refereeing is getting better. Um, maybe not quick enough, but just have to wait and see what happens between now and the end of the, of the season. And yeah, but I understand your feeling about when you go to places like the Bernabeu or the Camp Nou and you feel like you can't get anything because believe it or not, most clubs will feel that most weeks. Well, that's, you have just said it all because it's quite tough because I think Gil also mentioned the fact that it's now become something we have become used to, which should not be a case because one of the things I think many people in sports especially is the fact that you have fairness, there's equality, but now when you have a certain opposition kind of influencing the other, the, the decisions in which the rules of the game are supposed to be played, it's kind of bad because it kind of take away a little bit of that fairness. And I think we have seen that over the years, especially at the Benabao, you have the Osasuna game and so many, many, and so many more where you have uh, a goal being scored and a defender affecting the goalkeeper by the goal still given. So there are so many, many more you can keep on citing. And I, for one, I think it's been the same. Because even the Levante game, I think the Levante goal should have stood against Atletico, but I think the ref kind of ruled it off offside. So at times it goes for you, and at times it doesn't go for you. But hopefully we see more consistency in games. And like you said, the referee has improved because I think um, after watching Mateo Laos' shit show at the Benabao against Espanol, where he was he was just giving out cuts for fun. Yeah, yeah. In the Villarreal, yeah, in the in the Villarreal game, I think um, the referee there did a really quite a good job, kind of allowing play to free flow and. Hopefully, we don't arrive at the case where we just because we want the ball to be in play for longer, we see fouls being neglected, yeah. which was the case at the Benabao for Aliti because Griezmann and Morata were kicked. I think even after the game, Cholo spoke to uh, Soto Grania and was like, I think you have a personal problem with Morata because in the Villarreal, in the Real Sociedad game where you officiated, he kind of made a lot of poor decisions which cost Aliti three points on that day. And one of them was the fact that Morata was being fouled left and right, no cut. You have Rudiger charging at Griezmann without, when Griezmann doesn't have the ball, no cut. And well, it is what it is, and we move on. So, Kelf, talking about the Copa de Rey, you had four on fourth position, I had zero on four. That's quite bad. Yeah. You predicted Osasuna qualifying for the next round, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Analytic Club, and US Porton, and I went against you. and I'm at the other side of the fence. So we have quite a semi-final draw which will be on Monday in our hands. And hopefully we can see Osasuna or Aleti Club winning that because that would be fantastic. And Kelf mm-hmm. winning the four teams, you know, the, the four teams, um, I want to ask, uh, who do you think has a higher chance of winning and who, and among the four teams, which we would like to see make the finals? Well, well, a part of me wants Real and Barca to get themselves in the in the semi, meaning that semi final, meaning that only one of them will will get through to to the final. And because I think Osasuna and Athletic, they deserve that. Athletic have been to the final in in recent years. I think that they're two finals back to back and lost them both to Real Sociedad and and um, and Barca. So, but in terms of who do I think would would win? Real and Barca are clearly favourites because of the position that they're in. Doesn't mean to say that um, when they play the games, because I, I believe the, se- the semi-finals two-legged. Am I right? 
Yeah, yes. So, and of course, that gives a slight advantage to to Real and Barca, but it's only slightly because Osasuna and Athletic are very good sides and uh, always compete well against the the, the top sides. Osasuna played Barca just before the World Cup, and in my opinion, didn't deserve to lose. Athletic had good moments in their game at Samames last weekend against Madrid, but run done by by quality, but will certainly compete more. So it, it it it. it's going to be interesting. I like the fact that, um, again, we, we've criticised the Federation on referees. I want to praise them for what they've done in recent years with the Copa del Rey. Um, only having the two-legged format in the semi-final, having it one game throughout the tournament has made it much, much better. And we've seen stuff like Valencia winning it. Betis won it last year in, in, a, in a very, very good Copa final against Bet- uh, Betis beats um, Valencia. So I think in terms of those changes that they've made to the Copa del Rey, I think they've made it a lot better. Yes, exactly. Kelv, you have seen different winners because I think before the change, we had Barcelona just winning as if they own the Copa de Rey. Well, they really own it because they are the side with the most Copa de Rey winning 31 times, and then you have Athletic Club second. To be honest, I would like to see a Barcelona versus Athletic Club final because, in my opinion, that would be football heritage because they are the two most successful side, and that would yeah. be a nice bet. But Osasuna winning will be great for the guys in Pamplona because that will show the progress they have had under Jaguba Arasati because yeah. Osasuna are really a fantastic team to watch in La Liga. They are the fight to the end and you have them now in the semi-finals in the Copa de Rey for I think the first time since, um, since 2014 I think. But now that's great for them because it shows the minimum it shows the progress of many more Spanish teams. And I think this is the first time since the former change that we have both Real Madrid and, and Barcelona in the semi-finals, right? Yes, I believe so, yes. So, like you said, we praise we give praise to the Federation for that because that's made the Copa de Rey more entertaining. We have m- many more upsets. And I think them saying um, the, the rules of playing at the the stadium of the lower division teams is, has kind of really made it good because I think the last three season Alexi has been quite humiliated and knocked out, which for the neutrals that's fantastic because everyone loves the cup upset except it's your team. Yeah. He's been knocked knocked out. So talking about Osasuna and Jaguba Rasate, I think those who follow La Liga know about them and their success story because they have been in La Liga for quite a while. They have made the mid-table kind of deals and I think from there they will try to kind of climb up the table gently yeah. steadily and all that is thanks to their very good form at El Sada. The season in which they came back to La Liga, they had a very fun, they had a fantastic record at El Sada where it wasn't easy, no defeat in like 31 games I think which was later on broken and El Sada is very, very tough ground because you have Barcelona, Real Madrid, all the top teams hate going there and I think in general no I think no team like to visit the Basque country because you know what you are going to expect intensity <laughs> less time on the ball high press a lot of aggressiveness so it's not easy so careful let's face sadly for Aliti they face Osasuna this weekend and it's not an easy game because Osasuna in having a very nice season and they are not far from the top of the league because you have them at seven place and they are just basically a point or sorry they are three points off fifth place and then you have them level on point with betis which is the conference league place so a win the copa de Rey for them will guarantee european football so they have two two routes to europe which will be fantastic and like i mentioned jagoba Arasata has been doing a very good job so Kerf, please can you tell the fans what to expect from osasuna well 
<clears throat> as you mentioned, very, very good team. Very intense, play good football, um, have a mixture. They, they they can play out from the back and play short, but they can play longer to to to, to Kike Garcia, Budimir or, or, or Chimi Avila. Arrozate has done just an absolute incredible job taking them from Segunda, gradually improving their a six-month spell where they were like, I think they were 19th at one stage where, uh, in terms of the results, but I actually thought the performances in general were good. And thankfully, Osasuna, smart, well-run club, kept with Aratate, maybe even gave him an extension at that point to his contract and believed in him, allowed him to to, to keep the team up. And, and as you said, they've improved year by year. They've added quality. Moy Gomez, I think, has been an excellent signing that they brought in the summer from Villarreal. Chimmy took him a while because he had a couple of really bad knee injuries, but he's back at at his level. They've got Manu. They've had Manu Sanchez for the last couple of years on loan from from you guys, and he's been very, very good for them. So it's going to be a very difficult game. But I think your record at El Sadar in recent years has been very, very good. I think you won you won there. I think two 0 last year. I think Gel Felix and Luis Suarez scored, if my memory's right. So. Um, very difficult game, one of the toughest stadiums to go to in La Liga, but because of your recent record, which is fantastic at El Sador, which is which is surprising because of how good they are at home, um, you have every right to be confident. Yeah, like you said, our record there is fantastic. Last season, I think Suarez scored a golazo, which is quite nice. And I always remember El Sador for for a very very bad night and that was the game where Aleti were trashed 3-0 and that was the season Aleti won the league in 2014 because I was like wow we are sweeping everybody away and we come here and these guys just humble us and send us back to it hopefully that good record that good record continues because Aleti kind of need the points Aleti has nothing to play for the only thing left to play for is to qualify for Europe and going to El Sada is not going to be easy. Like you mentioned, they have a lot of good players. They can play short and play long. That's something Aliti has been doing recently. So it's a very, very good game. And hopefully Chimi Avila doesn't score a Golazo like he is known for because I know Gaff like that. Hopefully he he doesn't get his wish. And um um Kelf, I just want to ask um, what do you think would be the key tactical battles in this point? Because Alitia would be without Rolente, but Aletis right hand side is the toughest side, and you also have Osasuna a team who are played on the wing crosses to their strikers like Gudimi or Kiki Gasa, who are, who are who are huge guys. And then the, their strongest side is from the left side, where I think at times Manu Sanchez play and the rest. So, what do you think will be the tactical battle? The key. Well, um, both teams recently have been playing. Um... 4-3-3-4-1-4-1 out of possession, 4-5-1 out of possession. So in terms of lineups, it should be very, very similar. Probably the key cap the team the, the key tactical battle is 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 probably if when I've let you get on the ball, because as we've mentioned, Osasuna like to to not just press high but be aggressive. So can Griezmann come off the left hand side and and into those pockets and half spaces and 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 get on the ball because if you get Griezmann on the ball, you can beat anyone because of his quality and not just scoring goals, but his quality to make everything happen. As you said, you've been attacking mainly down the right, so it'll be interesting to see how Arrozate sets up on the left side to deal with that. But Osasuna are happy to attack wide as well, so I think we're going to see the ball wide, particularly to both sides, um, 
full backs, as you said, you've been attacking a lot with Molina. Um, Osasuna like to attack with with their full backs. Sometimes even sending both of them on when that when at home. So to tr- and they'll probably try that to try and pin you back. But um, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be mainly interesting to see how Arazate copes with. Um, because of course, this Atleti will be an Atleti he hasn't really probably faced since, as you mentioned, the title season when you guys. But you guys were playing more of a free, uh, free at the back system, so it's different from this system. So it'll be interesting. But Arazate will, I'm sure, he'll have an idea to deal with it. Most of them work. Yeah, and 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 I get the feeling because both teams will play similar and the tactical ideas will be similar. I think whoever, both benches could be key and how Arazate and Simeone uses them, that could be the difference. Well, Kelf, well, thank you for the analysis and hopefully Cholo subs, substitutions are right this time because he subs cost us in the Copa de Rey, even though he had good intentions. So hopefully this time it goes for us if it comes to that um, so, Kelv, one last thing. Um, Aliti this season hasn't, they have not been disciplined because you have red cards causing them a lot of games. Mm-hmm. You have savage red card in the game against Barcelona. You also have that in the derby, in the Copa de Rey. They have not really been disciplined. And I think this was the case um, at, um, last season. And Sam Leverage wrote an article on that saying, um, without Koki on the pitch, the players kind of lose their head. And you have a lot of players at Aliti who are really, really rash. You have Savish. So you have um, Laurenti at times. You have. Um, Jimenez even who has not played a lot of game, but I think he he just he just receive a four four game ban from FIFA for his overreaction to the ref at the World Cup where I think little bit he reacted for bad officiating in the game against I think Ghana. So it's really, really been bad because these are costing this is costing Aleti. Also have Rulon in the game against Almaria. So do you think this is a team or it is something that Aleti maybe the players are just kind of is due to the frustration of maybe not seeing games of or not winning games or you think this is something with Aleti playing very better recently is going to kind of reduce? Um, I, I agree. I think if Simeone keeps with this, because the players certainly seemed happier against Vida, they certainly seemed, from what you said, happier for an hour against Real Madrid, probably up until the Morata change for Witzel. Um So, yeah, I think the frustration... Yeah, I think I, you'd think that um, if they're happier in the way they play, then they will be less rash. They won't make, in some cases, silly challenges, particularly when, when Savic got into that fight, if you like, with Ferran Torres. I mean, you were on top of Barcelona. You were the, you were the better side at that point, And then you um, shoot yourselves in the foot and get, and get a silly red card. And you've done it in other seasons as well. It's not just this season. So I think some of it's linked to frustration and there's probably other factors as well, as you said, maybe not seeing things from the referee, probably an anger sometimes that other players maybe would get away with that, but an athleti pl- but the athleti players maybe feel when we do it, it's a, a second yellow or a red or a straight red or whatever. So, I mean, if, we'll have to see it. If, if Cholo keeps playing this way, which um, I'm a neutral, I certainly hope he does, and then hopefully we'll be able to see over the next few weeks um, if the yellows and reds decline. And then and then Cholo might realise, well, hang on, they're happier, they're happier playing the way that we're playing. And it also means that they're not being rash, they're not making silly decisions. 
They're not panicking because I think there's a lot of panic in Athletic's defence. Um, when opposition's attack, you can see it. They they don't really want to, at times, engage. They just back off, back off, back off, wait for a long shot and hope Old Black saves hope, and, and hope Old Black saves it. So, But they seem happier in the way that they're playing. So, in theory, it should be the case that they will be a bit more calmer, a bit more patient. And hopefully that will lead to less yellows and reds for you guys. Well, hopefully, girl, hopefully the players' heads will be in the game against us as soon as and then they put the, the derby defeat behind them because mm-hmm. I know that's quite painful because I think all reality fans felt that one. So, Kelf, it's been nice having you on the podcast to give us a rundown on Aleti and La Liga. So, thanks having you on the podcast and hopefully we see you more on the podcast because this is the second week in a row because we had to have you on this podcast given you you proved me wrong for your prediction in the Copa de Rey because I was kind of hoping, yes, I'm having Kelf for the next podcast so that he came here and he said, um, Analeti are going to lose and then... I'll be like, oh, one in your face, but well, that wasn't the case. <laughs> so nice having you here. <laughs> Hopefully, Kelf, uh, things are good for you and uh, Brighton this weekend against Liverpool. That's tomorrow. In the fifth, that's the fourth round of the FA Cup. You guys progress because you guys are doing a fantastic job. And like I said last time, you guys are like the kind of good team for everybody to watch at the moment. So, Kelf, um, I'm still hoping um, you, I hope you didn't forget to um, put in the word for Alexis and McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it comes to it, I will. If it comes to it, I will. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I'm counting on that when it comes to it. So, guys, remember: no, 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 no